raging inflation, higher taxes, the Wall Street roller coaster, and fears about retirement. These are the threats and risks we all face in today's economy. The Money 911 podcast is your first responder for financial challenges. We reveal the secrets of the 1% that anyone can benefit from. Our host, Chris Miller, has helped thousands of clients navigate the treacherous waters of the economy and secure their futures with little to no risk. Move from insecurity to peace of mind and abundance with the Money 911 podcast. Mike Siebel is with Bell Consulting. It's an independent insurance brokerage firm providing tax mitigation and risk protection solutions for business owners and HMW individuals. They generally work in concert with the client's insurance, investment, tax, and legal advisors in this capacity. Specific to your business owner clients. They've developed multiple solutions to help retain and grow business revenue. These solutions include reducing the business current year tax liability, R&D credits, 199A elections, cost segregation, captive insurance strategies, ERTC. They also help design non-qualified deferred compensation plans for business owners and their key employees to protect future cash flow. Please welcome my good friend, Mike Siebel. All right, Mike, it's so great to have you here and really talk about, you know, some business things that a lot of people really don't know that they're missing, like exit, succession, buy, sell, key person, key employers, benefits, right? So, you know, to take something really complicated and make it simple for the average small business owner, maybe we could just break down non-qualified deferred compensation, right? It start. How's that sound to start with? No, that sounds great, Chris. And thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And it's always good to see you. Yeah. So speaking about small business owners, they've got a unique set of challenges and opportunities. We're all familiar with the challenges of running a business. If you're a small business owner, Chris, I know you're a business owner. I'm a business owner. You know, things are good. They're good. Things are less good. We, you know, there's no one to fall back on but ourselves. Right. And so being, but the one on the advantage side, being a small business owner, you have the ability, if, if, if the business goes well, to be, you know, well compensated. And so in this specific question you asked about non-qualified deferred compensation. So when you think about strategies that are out there to compensate our business owners and the employees that work for those business owners. Most folks think about things like a 401k or things like a SEP or a simple IRA. And those are common planning techniques. Those are what's called ERISA plans. And because they're ERISA plan, they're governed by ERISA, which that means that every single employee has to be offered the, the benefits. 
And that's not good or bad. It just is what it is. And the challenge with an ERISA plan, it's really tough for the highly compensated end of the table, the business owner and their key people to be compensated at a higher level while still maintaining an equitable benefit for every employee. So what we talk about is what's called a non-qualified plan. What does that mean? Well, non-qualified means it's not deductible money. And let's talk about that because this is important. So 401ks, IRAs, as we are aware, the contributions we put into those type of plans, our business takes a tax deduction. We get a tax deduction for that contribution. Very common as everyone's very familiar with 401ks. And the challenge I see with that is twofold. Number one, you've got to include everybody. Again, not good or bad, but certainly a consideration. The other challenge is what we're really doing, Chris, is taking a deduction on that contribution today at a lower tax rate on a smaller bucket of money so that we pay taxes in the future on a larger bucket of money at a higher rate. And that is essentially what Wall Street, what I'll pick on Merrill Lynch because they're the big dog. Merrill Lynch tells you to do. The smartest thing you can do, Mr. Business Owner, is is defer taxes. Take the deduction today, kick the can down the road. I would argue that's probably less good advice for the consumer for the reasons we outlined. So what what about these non-qualified plans? With a non-qualified plan, there's two benefits. The first benefit is it's exclusory, meaning... The business owner can just do it for themselves. They can do it for themselves and their key two, three, four key employees. Or, of course, they can do it for everybody. But they have that option. They're not required to accomplish everybody. The second thing about a non-qualified plan that makes it appealing is we don't have the contribution limits that are evident in IRAs and 401ks. We literally have clients putting millions of dollars a year into these non-qualified different comp plans. Now, what's the rub? The other side of the table is, unlike 401k IRA, where you get a deduction for your contribution, but it's taxable coming out, with these non-qualified plans, you do not get to deduct the contribution. It does not reduce your taxable income. However, when it comes out, it's tax-free. So those are the two benefits of a non-qualified deferred comp plan. Number one, it can be Again, you can you can simply make it available to one employee, just the business owner, just their key employee, or again, everybody. But you have that flexibility. You have the flexibility to fund a lot more very, very quickly. And, and so for those reasons, it's a little more flexible. You know, that's really cool because, you know, in my 32 years of practice and seeing thousands of people, their 401ks are big tax bombs, right? Very that true. Very income. Yeah, and very true. Right? They don't realize that it isn't going to be what they thought it was when they got into it. We like to say the IRS says you've got a IRA. The IRS has a 40% lien against that IRA. And that's the reality. I mean, Chris, you and I have worked together for many years, and we've seen many clients in this capacity that have followed Wall Street, right? And, and maxed out their 401k and did it for a number of years. And now they're mid-60s, we'll say. And they're, they're, they're happy that they've had 25 years of tax deferral, but now they're scratching their head a little bit, really every dollar they take for the rest of their life is taxable at whatever the rate's going to be. So we've seen that. And as you know, Chris, we have right. solutions on that area as well. Right. 
in and everything that they have in the 401k is all at risk, right? Very true. Market risk. Very true. Yeah. Were the plans you're talking about? There's Yeah. So the, so what we really focus on is the safe money asset class, okay. right? And and specifically, it's the cash value IUL, the cash value life insurance solution. And what we like about that is we get good growth, but we have that guarantee of no losses. So in a tough year in 2022, for example, the S&P is down 25%. Our clients haven't lost anything because they're protected. So we get the growth based on the global markets without the downside, without the downside risk. So that's really, that's meaningful. Yeah, definitely. It's like the sports car of our era, right? I mean, it's- Very well said. Right. Buzz above it all. So there's a lot of moving parts, but having that as a foundation is a really good way to go. And I can I can see myself, you know, in my age shifts and the changes and thinking into a living legacy and legacy and and having the gifts sustained to be able to help lots of people. But something that I never really even thought about till later was a key man, the key person, right? The protection of the business due to the loss of the key employee, right? Yeah, that's no, that, that's a key point. Yeah, the pardon pun. So you ask most small business owners and the, the, the conversation is very similar. If, if you've got most small business owners, you know, with 10 or more employees, we'll say, have one or two or three key employees. What is a key employee? A key employee drives revenue to the business. They drive operational efficiencies. They keep the boat rolling. And the question we ask, our, one of the first questions we always ask is, if you were to lose that key employee, if he were to be recruited away to a, to a competitive firm, if he were to retire, if he were to become disabled or pass away, would that meaningfully impact not just your business, but that's meaningful, but your personal cash flow? Because your personal cash flow is derived from your business. Would that hamper your business in, in a meaningful way? And, and most often the answer is yes. Most often the answer is yes. And so we think about ways to attract and retain those key employees, right? And what we really like to design is a strategy where that key employee benefits and wins with the business and the business owner. And rewarding that key employee for longevity rewarding that key employee over the long term for their time and what they've done for your business and really protecting the business again from those challenges of them leaving or getting recruited away. So a typical key man policy has uh, parameters built around it. We like to call them golden handcuffs. They have structures built around it. Maybe it's a vesting schedule around the, the liquidity and the cash in the policy. So a typical design for us is my key employee, you're very valuable in my company. I'm going to bonus you $25,000 a year for 10 years. This is what I'm going to bonus you. Here's the, here's the agreement that says I'm going to do that. That $25,000 is going into this life insurance policy. Okay, And I'm going to give you 10% liquidity access to the cash per year for 10 years. After 10 years, it's entirely yours. Oh, by the way, should something happen to you, we're going to make sure your family's taken care of as well. We want the business to be taken care of. And if we lose you, we also want to make sure your family is taken care of as well. So protecting that key employee is really protecting your business. That's great. And you can set those up to where, you know, you're still involved in the business, but, you know, you can be in a, a different as you're transferring moving forward. Right. 
which brings us to business succession. So, you know, I've, I'm an LD. I've created over 6,000 revocable living trusts about, you know, family legacy. And thank God we've never had a problem. But now we're talking about business succession. And this is, I mean, nobody really ever thinks about this. I won't say nobody, a small percent, wouldn't you say? Think about that. And how important it is a planning around the business sales and the exit strategies. So where, where do you come from on that? Yeah, no, great question. So that's a, a meaningful, fundamentally financially emotional decision for these business owners, because a lot of these small businesses were built from nothing. You know, you, you and I are very similar. You build this business. This is your baby, so to speak, right? Yeah. And so at some point, you want to either work less or transfer that day-to-day responsibility to another individual. And so when you're considering that exit, how, how does that look? What does that exit look like? And, and that exit, there's a number of different parties that are, that, are, that are tied to that exit. The one party is the business itself. Do you, is it, do you want it to be a going concern or do you want to close the doors? And again, not a right or wrong answer. It just depends on the individual. So the business is, is certainly an interested party there. Your employees, certainly an interested party there. Your family, certainly interested party there as well. And then yourself and your legacy planning. So there's a, there's a number of different interested parties in a business exit strategy. And so again, everyone has a different objective. Some businesses like to look at an ESOP plan where the employees purchase the business from the employer. Often the business passes from, call it G generation one, the business founder to the kids and the kids start running the business. That's a common Another example is purely just selling the business in the open marketplace. And we've done literally dozens of each one of those. And again, it really is driven by the intention of the business owner, but it's nice to have infrastructure around that. And to your point, Chris, think about it, plan for it, even if it's five or 10 years. If if you're thinking, hey, 10 years down the road, I'm 55, 10 years down the road, I'm going to be done doing this. Today is the time to start thinking about it. And start putting those plans into place to make sure that all those parties are cared for. And then the last thing is, at that transition, a lot of these businesses that we've talked to have very low basis, right? It was started by an individual with you know 30 bucks in their pocket and go out and start a business. And now they're doing $3 million a year in revenue. So there's a tax consequence if, if they were to just sell their business. So we have strategies as well to how to mitigate that tax consequence using a certain trust that we use and things. So there's a lot of different moving parts to exit planning, but our overall story is early and often, start talking about it five, 10 years before the transition is expected, and they annually update those documents and look at different options and then you know figure out what makes the most sense for the business owner. That's great. And just, just as a PS on that, right at the time we're in now... I know we're talking about buy sell, but in inside of the now for small businesses and the taxes and how to mitigate all of the things that are coming at them, what kind of benefits or what kind of strategies do you have for them in this season now as they're planning their future? Yeah, no, great question. So there's a number of strategies we've utilized, again, depending on the business owner's needs and objectives. And the current market environment, we are currently, and you know this, we're in one of the lowest tax rates we've ever been in from an income tax perspective we've ever been in. So Trump's Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017 lowered individual brackets, 
it increased the estate tax exemption. So the estate tax exemption is 12.6 million per person or 25, roughly 25 million for a couple. That's the highest it's ever been. Most of us don't anticipate that being that high forever. We anticipate that exemption to come down, which means more people are going to be subject to estate taxes. So we are in a, a time now, we've got 24, 36 months, call at the end of 2025, that, that TCA, that Trump Tax Cuts and Jobs Act goes away and contractually taxes are going up. So to your point, the time to start planning is now take advantage of the next couple of years where we can maximize these low tax rates to make sure that there's a lot of tax-free money in the future. And then the last thing that is really meaningful, again, let's think we have that small business owner that's doing well. We could structure a plan where we can use deductible dollars, tax-deductible dollars, a true, a true ERISA plan to fund a exit strategy and then have that structured so that it's tax-free when it comes out. So deduct the money going in, get it tax-free going out. That's a longer conversation. We have strategies for that. That's great. We'll have to come back to that and, and do a deep dive on that one. And one of the final questions I, w- I just wanted to ask you about is, you know, you're passing the business on, the buy-sell, the setup, and, you know, ensuring the business continuity and all of that. What do you say around that? Yeah, no, good question. So most, if not most businesses, small to medium-sized businesses, there are more than one owner. There are partners that own the business, two, three, five, whatever it happens to be. One of my dearest friends owns a car dealership. He's got three partners. They're all partial owners in the dealership. And the question we have to those partners are, how would your business change if one of your partners were to predecease? God forbid you're driving down the highway and something bad happens. So now that individual is is a is no longer with us, but they still have their equity in the business. They still own 25% of this business that's doing 60 million a year in revenue. So how do we protect against that, right? How do we protect? How do we make make sure that business is a going concern past the life of one of the partners? And a buy-sell is how we do it. A buy-sell agreement is is really life insurance strategies that that is owned between the partners. So partner A owns a policy on partner B, partner B owns a policy on partner A, et cetera. And so what happens when someone were to pass away, or we could do it under disability, is no longer able to work, there is liquidity to, to buy out that partner's interest. So the, the joke we say is you've been running a business with your partner, Jimmy, for the last 25 years. Jimmy has passed. Are you comfortable going into business with Jimmy's spouse who's never been in your business? Do you want her to be a partner sitting at a board meeting with you? Maybe it's okay. Maybe it's not. But wouldn't it be nice to have the flexibility to say, hey, look, we've got $5 million here of life insurance to pay for his interest in our business. And so that's really what the buy-sell does. It protects the ongoing continuity of the business in the event of a passing of one of the partners. That's very cool. See, these are all things that nobody thinks about. And you've got such creative ways that you, your company does. That's why, you know, I always go to you to design these beautiful cases and strategies. Just as a PS, you know, the key employees benefit, you know, the recruit, retain, reward. Is that tied to the key person business protection? Are they separate things? Yeah, so it really can be done either way. So it really depends on the objective there. A true key person policy is designed so that the business is is remunerated, is paid 
if they lose that key employee to passing. That that's a true key person. What we've really done is is create is morphed it, changed that a little bit because we're we're trying to serve two two purposes, two goods here. Number one, we absolutely want to protect the business. That is meaningful. We want to have liquidity should that key in person pass to so we have time to find, retrain, and hire a new replacement. But at the same time, this individual has been part of our business for a number of years. I'm working with a business right now in Virginia, uh, Virginia area, DC area. Then 25 years in the security business, they have a key employee that's been there for eight since he was 18 years old. He's now 40. And so that individual is a key to the employee, right? He's a key to that business. So with this particular business, we're saying, hey, we're doing a $5 million life insurance policy on him. Half goes to the business, half goes to his family. Because we're, we're doing the right thing by both entities. We need to protect the business, but we also want to make sure his family's taken care of should something happen to him. So it can be really done for both. Very cool. So there's a lot of very creative ways that small businesses can protect themselves. Is there is there any PS or anything cherry on top you want to add to everything we're talking about? Sure. No, I, I think that you, you picked it up the, the, the hint that we've, there's a, a lot of different ways that we can help design strategies for the business owners. We work with the state planning attorneys and tax attorneys and really and the and the business owners own financial advisors and, and tax advisors to really design the most appropriate plan for their specific needs. And that's really what it comes down to. So these are bespoke solutions, you know, just for what that business needs. And we've been doing this just by way of reference. We've been in the business now for over 40 years. So it's, uh, you know, integral in what we do. And uh and really, I enjoy I enjoy the creative side of it, of meeting with the business owner, understanding their needs and objectives, and helping provide solutions there. And so that's really where we where we shine. That's great. And this show, Money Nine One One, available everywhere, is going to be cycling on the C Suite Network, and you'll you'll be able to find this everywhere. If you want to hop on and to talk to us, just go to meetwithchrismeller.com, Chris with a K. And we can hop on and talk about what Mike's talking about and design a custom design for your business and and go from there. So all that will be in the show notes. Mike Siebold, it's been a real blessing to be able to talk to you and help all the small businesses with all these tax advantages and creative ways to protect their business. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Chris. It was wonderful seeing you as well. All righty. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot, go to meetwithchrismeller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.